Hello lovely people. Um, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to take a little bit of time to say thank you. Thank you to all of you who have given these a listen so far and to those of you who have offered us some kind words of encouragement about it. Um, thanks, we really appreciate it. And we also wanted to let you know that we are now on Apple Podcasts. So if you are an Apple user and that is where you listen to these things, um, we'd really appreciate if you could open up your podcast app, um, type in the Parenting NI podcast. When that comes up, click on it and you should see a little subscribe button. Hit that button too um, and that means you get a notification each month whenever we put a new episode up. Uh, so you've got a new one to listen to, that'll let you know. And then after you've listened to the episode and you love it, because I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, if you could also give us a wee rating and a review, that would be awesome. Uh, that really helps with the visibility of it and uh, helps other people find it. So yeah, we'd really appreciate if you could do that. Subscribe, rate, review, your legends. Cheers. Uh, enjoy today's episode. Bye. Hi everyone, welcome along to this month's Parenting NI podcast. I'm Emma and today we're going to be focusing on mums because it is Mother's Day today. So happy Mother's Day. Hopefully you're all enjoying your day and have lots of fun things uh, planned with the kids. And the reason that we have decided to focus on mums uh, besides it being Mother's Day is that this week we held a special event in Belfast Castle um, for busy mums juggling both work and parenting. So women make up half of the working age population in Northern Ireland. 65% of those women are employed and 39% of those work part-time. Some mothers will choose to work or work less hours whilst raising their family, but for many, they effectively have little or no choice as they need to work in order to support their families. In 1984, 49% agreed with the statement, a man's job is to earn money, a woman's job is to look after the home and family. And in 2017, just 8% of respondents agreed with that statement. So that would suggest that there has been a bit of a societal shift um, and people have begun to see uh, mothers working as the norm, in quotation marks. Um, yet many mums do worry about returning to work after having a baby and the impact that them working would have on their children. Um, in today's society, everyone is trying to obtain that elusive work-life balance. Mums have the double pressure of managing their career and the home and family. So whilst there does seem to have been that societal shift, research does show that the majority of childcare and housework is still undertaken by women. So that's why we thought that mums deserve to have a wee treat this week. Um, the special event that we held on Thursday past um, is offered as part of our employee wellbeing service. And today I am joined by Maeve, who looks after this area of work. Hi, Maeve. Hi, Emma. How are you? Great. Good times. So Maeve, could you tell us a wee bit about the event that happened this week? Yeah, Emma, we were all really excited um, to have the Mums event this week. And as usual, it didn't disappoint. Yeah. So it was in the Belfast Castle and it was in the format of afternoon tea. And we had 100 women, wow. all working mums. 
and uh, we just all got together and it was an opportunity to chat and to network and just celebrate mums in their roles as working mums and as you say also um, in their role of, of parents. Yeah, happy so days. We had we had uh, three guest speakers, which was lovely. We had Lauren Spears, who's our parenting consultant, mm-hmm. and she was chatting about some of the common issues that face working mums and was able to offer some a lot of support and advice on how to avoid bringing unnecessary stress home from work and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, then we had Dr. Lisa Nelligan. She's from Kingbridge Private Hospital, Kingsbridge Private Hospital and Kingsbridge um, were our sponsors of the event. So that was great and we're very grateful to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Lisa Nelligan was exploring the physical impact stress can have on working mums and how best to look after your health. Mm-hmm. We then had Jenny Wallace and Jenny is the general manager of Beyond Skin mm-hmm. in Belfast. And she was talking about her experience of setting up her own business after becoming a parent for the first time. And then we had Kuli Asuma. She is the Northern Ireland Children's Commissioner. and We were lucky to have her open our event. And she talked to us a little bit about children's rights and her own experience as well as a working mum. So it was really great and really good fun. Brilliant. So tell us a wee bit more as well, Maeve, about the employee wellbeing service. What can Parent and NI offer employers to help them support their working parents? Okay, well, we, um, we have a series of employee wellbeing seminars and we set those up to offer to our corporate clients to help them support their working parents. And we came up with the 12 topics because um, an awful lot of the parents that we would be talking to and practitioners that we'd be speaking to um, were feeding back that these were the areas and the topics that parents were most wanting help with. So we have 12 at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been an effective parent, things like um, work-life balance, digital parenting, um, parents and child's emotional well-being and, and many others and we really find that they're very very popular with our with our with our corporate clients and that the parents the feedback from those from the parents has been great because our trainer offers them a lot of hints and tips and advice that can very often unlock situations at home mm-hmm. and maybe just that parents haven't thought of because they are so busy mm-hmm. and we have had feedback that parents have gone home and put some of those into practice and they've really worked for them so we're delighted to be able to offer that to our corporate clients as well yeah fantastic and um, I suppose my next question kind of feeds in a little bit to what you're talking about there in terms of the benefits for employers mm-hmm. so um, if employers were maybe thinking about bringing this into their workplace what what sort of benefits would it, would um, there be for them having our seminars and support in in the workplace for their their parent employees yes well it's um very interesting Emma, actually because the, what they're actually doing is they're essentially showing their employees that they're valued mm-hmm. and that that other very very important and probably most important in fact it is the most important side of their mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. um, most be, important job in the world isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah so they're kind of letting their parents know that they they appreciate that mm-hmm. and that they want to support them with that mm-hmm. so but what we're also finding as well is with this help and support we're finding that there is um increased um staff confidence mm-hmm. um, people are finding out that they're in the same boat they're getting together they're hearing some great information and advice mm-hmm. and they're able to realize oh look we're all in the same boat here mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. are things we can do and they're really grateful to their employee for helping them in this way yeah. but also because of some of the advice that are contained in the seminars um, companies can expect increased staff productivity, less absenteeism because people feel supported in the workplace and a lot more confident and just generally better staff morale. Um, so that can be some of the the outcomes from these. That makes sense, doesn't it? Because if they're they're 
coming into work not as stressed because the child has been kicking off in the morning when they're mm-hmm. trying to get out the door or whatever you know they're, they're, they're just, not carrying that back into work so no, if they're, they're happy at home they're happy at work That's which exactly is all the benefits it, yeah. for, yeah, so for the employers so it's kind of win-win yeah. all around happy days and of course we're also very very grateful to them because obviously they're supporting our charity yeah. as well yeah so, absolutely um, so yeah so that's, we're, we're really delighted with the service yeah no it's it's great because as you say that support then helps us with our other you know charitable services mm-hmm. um that we offer here in parenting and i yes. that's great thanks for having a chat with me today no, Emma, that's it's brilliant. Been a pleasure thanks very Thank much you. for letting me talk to you um and if anyone uh here listening to this today uh is thinking that they would like to get in touch with me and have a bit of a chat about our employee well-being seminars um, you can do that you can t- contact us on the office line here um on ot at or check out our website as well parentingni.org um, you'll find all the details of the 12 seminars that um Maeve was talking about there you'll find the details about that and other services that we can also offer. Now maybe you didn't get a chance to attend the event this week and we'll fear not because we have a couple of interviews with some of the speakers who attended the event um, to give you a bit of insight into the kind of things that they were sharing with attendees. So I'm joined with Lauren here now, who is a parenting uh, expert, shall we say. Uh, <laughs> she has just spoken at our Working Mums event 2019. Um, Lauren was giving us a bit of a presentation about um, different parenting styles. So Lauren, I'm going to ask you a question that we had in from a listener who wanted to know uh, basically how you get a good work-life balance as a busy working mum. And I suppose a lot of the stuff that you were talking about to do with parenting styles feeds into that. Yes, so what the research says about being that effective parent and having that work-life balance is that parents should be this authoritative parent. And what an authoritative parent encompasses is four things. The first, in that they have that warmth and that love and that trust for your children. And that can be very difficult for some parents, especially of teenagers, who maybe struggle to have that communication with their teens at that age. Um, and also if you have one child who is quite affectionate and another one who's, who's not. So how you get across that love and that affection is crucial. Second thing with an authoritative parent is that you have those rules, those boundaries and those consequences. So the research says that you should have five or six clear rules and then linked to the third part of being an authoritative parent, that you set those expectations and standards for behaviour. And all that means is that you have a conversation with your children about what those rules are in your home. So if you're having a conversation in the car on the way to school or around the dinner room table, that your children know what's expected of them. Those rules go a long way in making your children feel safe. They indirectly make them feel like somebody cares about them. If it makes you feel any better when you're setting your rules. Um, Please don't overthink rules. Rules for you as a parent might be that your children brush their teeth before they go to bed or do their homework when they come in from school or come in at a certain time. Rules are very unique to your, your family as a whole. The last part of an authoritative parent um, and fits very nicely into having that healthy work-life balance is that your role is one of absolute reassurance and support, that you have that communication with your children, that you have that negotiation, that compromise, um, and that is a learned behaviour. So if you go that little bit further for your children, you get that in return. So that compromise is key. So two things with that authoritative parent, that the foundation is your roles and your consequences, and then that your, your relationship with your child is one of reassurance and support. Brilliant. Okay, so really the message is if um, you're that authoritative parent Mm -hmm. in the home, Mm -hmm. then that will really stop that stress spillover in the home um, when you go into work. 
And again, your, your work-life balance feeds into that because if you have had a bad day at work or are tired, then you're less likely to be that authoritative parent, hence why it's so important that you have a healthy work-life balance. Um, you will do one of two things. You will become that parent who gives in or you will flip to the opposite and you will come down quite hard on your children. So think about whether you're that authoritative parent and whether you have that healthy work-life balance that encourages you to be that type of parent. Okay, thanks very much, Lauren, for having a chat with me. So I'm delighted to have Jenny Wallace with me today. Um, Jenny and I go well back. Uh, used to work with Jenny um, and she's joined us today for our Working Mums event. Hi Jenny. Hi, nice to see you. I know, again. good times. <laughs> I know. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your role um, with Beyond Skin? Yeah, so I have been running Beyond Skin for nearly three years. It opened in July 2016 just after the birth of my daughter in June 2016. Wow. So that's been a a ride. It's been great. So I have two babies. I have my daughter and I have my business. Um, But yeah, I've been doing that for about three years and um, loving it, enjoying life as uh, an entrepreneur and a parent. Fantastic, fantastic. You have your hands full then. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, So let's maybe think a little bit about the challenges then um, of being a working mum. Do you Mm -hmm. find that that is something, juggling all these things, um, being a parent and being a businesswoman? um, Are there any challenges that come along with that for you? I think, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody, anyone that is a parent knows that it's a a difficult and impossible job Mm -hmm. you're never going to get it right you're going to mess it up Mm -hmm. that is the way that it is nobody knows what they're doing you are winging it so you constantly feel like you're failing Um, but equally every entrepreneur knows you don't know what you're doing you're always (laughs) winging it you're overcoming problems every day so to combine those two is like it's it's the same skill set so you can't win at anything Um, so you can do two jobs really badly Mm -hmm. Uh, no no uh, obviously I do both jobs amazingly well um, but yeah I, they're both they're, they are both great things to do and they give you loads of pleasure but they both give you loads of headaches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. balancing the two is it possible yeah I think it probably is yeah somehow um, people are can be better at it than others mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's an interesting mix I suppose for me, the, making the decision to set up a business mm-hmm. so close to the, the birth of my first child was a little bit crazy. It was the option that I had at the time. Yeah, yeah. And not a lot of people would necessarily choose to go down that route. Um, but so I've had a slightly different journey to, mm-hmm. to most people. Mm-hmm. I think the way a lot of people do it is probably more sensible is to be settled in one part of your life and then start a new journey in another part. So yeah. maybe your kids are a little bit older and you have a bit more time. So you think, okay, now it's time for me to start a business. Yeah. Or you've already established yourself in business or in your career and you think, okay, now it's time to start a family. Mm-hmm. That's probably a more manageable way to do it. Yeah. Um, it's probably the way I would recommend to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any tips then for? Or maybe other busy working mums and how you you juggle that that or get that balance. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think the the way that I have found balance is to manage my expectations mm-hmm. of what I want my life to be. Mm-hmm. So I thought really hard about and I, I made some decisions about actually the things that are important to me mm-hmm. what's important in my life mm-hmm. um, and when I was pregnant and setting up the business and thinking about the way I wanted my life to be and the way I wanted to live my life, it was like, okay, well, let's think about actually what's important in my life or what's important in my week. What are the things that I need to do to stay happy? 
So one of the things that was important to me um, was breastfeeding. So I wanted to make sure I was able to do that for my daughter and for me. So that was one of the core kind of important things. One of the other things that is important is being able to pay my mortgage Mm -hmm. um, and put food on the table. So making enough money so that I can do that. that's about it. Like, there's yeah. not much I need in my life. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that used to be important to me, mm-hmm. um, like going for a pint on a Friday yeah. or um, buying a new pair of shoes or whatever, these things aren't important. Yeah. I think if I had expectations in my life that I needed to be out every Friday night mm-hmm. and I needed to be going to Marbella three times a year, yeah. I wouldn't have a happy life because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be happy because yeah. I would be unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's not to say that I don't have dreams and ambitions, and but I think the things that make me happy are different. Yeah, of course. So yeah. I, I just I have changed my lifestyle mm-hmm. in a way that works to fit with that. What for works me. for you and your family? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So the things that are important are still important, and they happen. Mm-hmm. But the things that aren't important anymore, that I don't get bothered by them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm happier in that mm-hmm. sense. And you're also in a slightly unique um, position. Um, something we talk about at the start of this episode is that there is still this societal belief there has been a slight shift but there is this belief that you know kind of a woman woman's place is in the home looking Mm -hmm. after the family um where there has been a bit of a shift where it's now kind of the norm in inverted commas to um see women out in the workplace because as you say a lot of us don't have a choice we Mm -hmm. need to pay the mortgage we need to pay the bills um but your husband is a stay-at-home dad yeah which is nice too that's a nice kind of it is but that was a decision that we took together Mm -hmm. to do when Mm -hmm. it when we were in the position we were in yeah and the best option at the time was just for us for me to start this i say us we started this business it is my business but i couldn't do it without his support yeah and it made more sense for him to quit his job and mm-hmm. be home and look and be there with our daughter, mm-hmm. you know, 24 hours a day mm-hmm. um, and allow me to, to set up the business. I mean, in saying that, he doesn't have boobs. So yes. the breastfeeding part of our Was lifestyle, <laughs> uh, he couldn't fulfill that need. So I'm still involved in the raising absolutely. of my daughter, um, no, obviously. But, yeah. uh, so we, ma- we manage it and we share our parenting responsibilities. Our lifestyle works for us. Yeah. It wouldn't work for everybody. Yes. But... Yeah. It works because we're a team and we know what's important and we make sure we hit all of that. Yeah, that's important. That's what it works is. for you. That's but I mean, yeah, having the, having a, a supportive husband who said, yeah, of course I'll be the primary caregiver. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he d- he wasn't phased by that. Yeah. Um, I, some men would be. Yeah. Still in this day yeah. and age, they shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he gets it. You know, he takes our daughter out to events or whatever, and mm-hmm. is at the you know, parent and talk groups, and people go, "Oh, you're such a good dad. I'm so good to spend time with your daughter." It's like, no, no I'm he, a parent. He is a da- like, yeah, he is it's dad. not babysitting. Yeah. It's not yeah. a really good thing. It's yeah. the basic. It's like you're that's the basic number yeah. one thing you have to do yeah, is look after absolutely. your child yeah. it's not anything special or wonderful no, like just he's a man, it's just it's parenting different um, absolutely no. so he you know he, he's breaking down oh, that yeah in a that very barrier, yeah. i mean it's just normalizing it really yeah, absolutely and we've come across other stay-at-home dads and it's great when you meet another one you're like oh yeah yeah another stay-at-home dad <laughs> we club. i know um so if you could change one thing for women in the workplace um particularly working mums I guess Mm -hmm. 
What would that be? Do you have any thoughts on that? I suppose for me, because of the other side of what I do with my work with Breastable, the, mm-hmm. the big thing I would change would be to have more support um, and normalisation of breastfeeding mm-hmm. and allowing mothers to continue to breastfeed when they're working. Yeah. Um, it is getting better slowly it is changing but northern ireland still has the lowest breastfeeding yeah. rate in the world yeah. um, mm-hmm. and and part of that reason i mean it's a cultural thing but yes. a lot of women feel that they have to give up breastfeeding when they go back to work or they have to wean their their child uh-huh. so they can get back to work and they don't yeah uh, they just need to be better supported mm-hmm. um, and there's lots of different ways to do it there's so that would be one thing that i would change yeah. i suppose it'd be I don't. I wouldn't want women to have to make the choice of working or breastfeeding. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, or working or mothering, or you know, you you can have it all, mm-hmm. but not maybe all at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. you, yeah, you can have all if you if what you want if all that you want is manageable, you can have. Yeah, all. absolutely. And noticed as well. You just mentioned Breastable there. Mm. Maybe give it a wee shout out. Yeah. Um, is it? It's you happy dates oh, for yes. this year. Oh, happy days. It's the 3rd of August, um, the first Saturday in August every year. Um, so we're coming into our third year yeah. of Breastival. So we're the biggest, the only um, yeah. festival yeah. that celebrate and normalise breastfeeding um, mm-hmm. in Ireland, in Northern Ireland. Um, yeah, it's a great, amazing organisation. Yeah. It's a fantastic um, event. You should check it out. Event. Because yeah. we've attended the past two years and yeah. really, really enjoyed it. And there's lots of lots of families there. It's brilliant. Um, so you can check them out. It's not just for mothers. It is to, it is for families yeah. and supporters and grandparents and Everyone. all kinds of yeah. Lots of information for yeah. for and part of the one of the things we cover every year is that thing of working yes. mothers. How do you continue to breastfeed? How do you do it? What are the options? Mm-hmm. What how can you support your employer? Mm-hmm. What do they need to know? And mm-hmm. um, we can help um, pinpoint or direct people to where they can get information. They can give policies to their employer yeah they can tell yeah. them about the legislation so we're trying to help that do that too. to get yeah. better that's fantastic so make sure you check out breastville online and um, do you feel guilt as a working mum yes <laughs> and there's no point in sugarcoating that yeah. everybody because well as i said in the beginning you feel every day mm-hmm. every day you do something wrong every day you don't get it right mm-hmm. so of course you feel guilty because when I'm at work I'm, I'm not with my daughter mm-hmm. but when I'm with my daughter that I'm not putting energy into my business and my future and our financial security mm-hmm. so you, at every point you're failing and mm-hmm. um, but it's at some point you have to accept that and go I'm not perfect but I'm doing the best that I can do yeah. in my circumstances yeah and I can give myself a break. Yes. Now, I do often beat myself up about it, but mm-hmm. I try not to, and I'm doing that less and less mm-hmm. as I become more accepting mm-hmm. of the fact that, yeah, I am doing the best I can, mm-hmm. and I'm not perfect, but nobody is. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. But yeah, that guilt is there for everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, finally, yes. um, do you have any de-stress tips? De-stress tips? <laughs> Well, I recently went on holiday and that was nice. It's not something we do often. Mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to switch off. Um, yeah. But when I actually, what I did was turn the notifications off on my phone and mm-hmm. try to not look at my phone. That's probably a really small tip. But for me, that worked to not yeah. have a constant beep or constant. And it's even something as stupid as looking at Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, if yeah. you could not do that, not compare yourself, yeah. not look at what you don't have, you know, yeah. not look at emails. So that 
for me is my is my new tip is yeah. turn off notifications. Too. It That's is a bit, hard, but I did yeah. find it hard. Yeah, but yeah. I did it, and yeah. it did work. Happy days. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thanks for talking to me no today, problem. Jenny. Thank you. Delighted to be joined by Dr. Lisa Nelligan. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me today. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you could just tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, and your job. Well, my name is Dr. Nelligan, and I am, have been a GP for 15 years. Um, I'm a working mum of four. My kids range in age from nine to eight months old. So very busy. Um, chaotic household but yeah. organised so um, how do you yourself achieve that work life balance then balance in being a career person and a mum well I think the key is that I obviously enjoy both roles yeah. um, being organised is the most important thing mm-hmm. um, so having a diary planning your time and setting your priorities um, so also having good childcare is, mm-hmm. is the cornerstone of my success yeah. in getting from A to B um, and just knowing um, what the signs of stress are and when I need to relax and taking that time out to relax. Usually relaxing for me would mean reading a good book or going to the gym and taking a bit of time out, maybe going for a meal with my husband um, or even carving out some time to do something special with the kids yeah. and even going for a walk, chatting to the kids, that can be a great stress reliever as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that would maybe be some of your de-stress tips then yes. for some other mums who are looking for maybe a way to kind of decompress after a busy working day. It's find out uh, what works for you. So. Yeah. Um, what you find relaxing some people will find going to the gym others Uh will find going for a run and mindfulness techniques meditation reading spending time with family or friends if you're feeling stressed getting that bit of extra support and help you know talking to to people um, and uh, just just knowing what your triggers are yeah and, and identifying them early and taking steps to and deal with them and try and avoid stress. Absolutely. Thank you very much uh, for talking to us today, Lisa, and for being a guest at our event. No problem. It's a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. And we also like to say thank you to Kingsbridge Private Hospital as they were our main sponsors of the event today. So it was fantastic to have them along. Thank you very much. So hopefully that gave you a little bit of a flavour of the kind of things that um, were being discussed at our Working Mums event um, that took place this week. Um, apologies for maybe some of the sound on it because we were recording whilst um, everyone was having chats and things. So uh, maybe a little bit noisy in the background, but hopefully uh, you still got some of the takeaway messages from it. And if you're interested in finding out a little bit more on this topic, maybe you'd like to know a little bit about research and what the research says about working mums and the impact that it has on their children visit our website chris who you'll remember from last month's podcast he has uploaded a new article on um working mothers um so yeah go and check it out it's in the news section and have a wee read through it also before we um wrap this up for this month um i just wanted to let you know about some programs and workshops that we have coming up actually the first of which being one that takes place Wednesday coming here so Wednesday the 3rd of April and it's the Dad's Project's Daddy Matters workshop that's going to be taking place in Cara House in Twinbrook from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, on Wednesday and that workshop looks at um, 
the challenges of fatherhood, how dads influence their child's development and outcomes, as well as understanding how to be an active dad. So yep, a nice wee workshop for um, all the dads out there. You can call free phone 0808 8010 to register for that programme. And we've got the Odyssey Parent in Your Team programme returning to Belfast and Derry in May, along with the Walking on Eggshells programme, um, which will be in Belfast as well in May. So keep an eye on our website for the details of that. And um, if you visit the parents section, you'll find the programme calendar in there and it'll give you all the details of the programs as well as how to register and uh, where they'll be and what times and things like that so that's it for this episode thanks again for listening and happy mother's day again we hope you're all enjoying your day and yes we'll see you back here next month um for an episode about reading and the benefits of reading with your children so yeah you can look forward to that and we'll catch you then thanks bye